Holly G with the Golf Insiders, and uh, we are about to tee off for the hundred and what fourth PGA Championship beginning tomorrow at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we're going to the one, the only, Gary Van Sickle from SI.com, live from the Press Center. Hello, Gary. Well, if I'm the one and only, I think a lot of people would agree that they're really glad there's not two of me. One is too many. Well, all right. I'm starting with the biggest controversy at the moment of this championship, and that is... The $18 Michelob Ultras, Gary? Well, it's a 25-ounce can. Or is it a glass? I think it's a can. I don't, I don't like it because I don't. I can't drink that much beer that fast. My beer is going to get warm. That bottom half of that beer is going to get warm in 91-degree weather. So I think that's a bad buy. But, yeah, the price is, uh, you know, really that's – when you normally get like a 12-ounce class, so it's really like a $9 beer, but they've given you two at once. So it's not it's not well-positioned. The concession prices here are all outrageous, but they have uh, most of the majority of the tickets that people have, the food and beverage, the, the food and non-alcoholic beverage is included in your admission ticket. In my personal Irish opinion, I would hardly call Mick Ultra a beer. However, moving on. So what's the buzz? We've got so many storylines that are developing, as always, with any major. Uh, you're a really good player. Give my listeners a little idea of what the golf course uh, is going to play like. Well, it's fun. I was glad to get a look at it a little bit yesterday afternoon and this morning. Uh, I had an interview set up with Gil Hansen along with a couple other people and we went over some stuff with him, but going out to meet him on the 16th hole, I, uh, I was here in 07, and then I was back here again in 09, heading for my son in the U.S. Amateur. And I know that's I got old and I forgot a lot of stuff, but I, I'm looking around yesterday and today, and I was like, I don't remember this hole looking like this. I nothing, Not much even looks familiar. They took out a lot of trees. They've... Uh, Kind of, rest- kind of restored a lot of the look, up, the look of the old Perry Maxwell course. They cut down around a lot of the greens. They restored these slopes, these runoffs on the greens. So a lot of the greens have multiple false fronts, if you will. So you need to hit to the middle of the green because if you don't, it might not stay on the green. And it's really put a lot more precision in, uh, on, the, on the approach shot. So, you know, the the popular opinion before was everybody had to, on these dog legs with all the trees you had to lay up to the corner with an iron and then you know it was an iron hitters contest going to the green well now uh, they're kind of going to put more emphasis on the driver they've taken a lot of trees out you can maybe cut a few corners the ball striking and the second shot still important but it's going to be they're going to have a couple of days of big wind here so uh, if you miss the green, your ball rolls off and maybe rolls 10, 15 yards away like it does at Piners. So chipping is going to be huge, and if it's going to be windy, everybody's going to be chipping. So uh, I'm thinking it's going to be kind of a it's a ball striking slash chipping contest, and the guys who are the best iron players and the best short game guys are going to be the guys to watch. And to me, that's you know that's Jordan Spieth, that's Scotty Scheffler, 
Uh, once upon a time, that was Tiger Woods. Who knows what he's got? Cameron Smith and John Rahm are those are four or five guys right there who hit, hit great irons and can really can really chip the ball. Uh, you know, Shane Lowry is another one. Uh, be, playing in the wind, you know, Taylor Gooch is Oklahoma State guy. He still lives in Oklahoma. He's going to be a hometown, not quite a hometown favorite, a home state favorite. But he's good in the wind um, if you're looking for a long shot. But I, I, that's that's what I think. But this course is different. You know, we got a preview of it last year when the senior PGA was held here. And I'm sure every one of our listeners watched every minute of that last year, senior PGA. Okay, you can all put your hands down. You're all lying that you watched it. Um, so I mean I think I think that's what we're looking at and and it's uh, gonna be uh, I, hot right? It's, it's gonna, well, it's gonna be hot for the first two days. Then this cold front that comes through. You know, let, call it a blue norther. Maybe get a little rain and then it's gonna temperatures gonna drop. I mean, it, Sunday morning it's going down to like 43. Now, I think and I think it's gonna get back up to near 70, 70. But I think Saturday it's it might be in the 60s. So it's, we're going to have a little bit of everything. It's going to be hot and windy and then a little bit of rain, and then it's going to be chilly. And probably the wind will come out of a different, you know, come out of the north. So they're going to see a couple of wind direction changes. And this course is going to play tough, tougher probably than it did before. <clears throat> yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see scores not be a lot under par. And I think they'll be very bunched. So. There's probably going to be a lot of guys within four or five shots to lead. I mean, 15 or 20 or 25 going into Sunday. It's going to be one of those real horse races where nobody's going to be able to get out ahead by much. So I think a lot of guys are going to be in the mix, and it's going to be fun. And I think people are going to see a new Southern Hills instead of just saying, oh, all I know about Southern Hills is the roughest thick and it's really hot in Tulsa. They're going to see this golf course the way it's set up now and been improved by Gil Hans, and they're going to go, hey, this course is a lot better than I thought. This might be a top-ten course in the country now. It's really that good. I, I'm, I'm really impressed with the changes they've made. If I think of good scramblers, another one on that list should be Justin Thomas. And, of course, uh, nobody better at striking the irons than Colin Morikawa. Um, yes, you know. I mean, those are all great picks. You know, of course – all picks are great until Thursday afternoon, and then you realize some of them weren't great. But I, I totally agree. Morikawa, Morikawa was really my first pick. It was my original pick for the, going into this week. And uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, I forgot, the, you know, they've got, they've got bent grass greens. They've got hydronics under the greens now to not only heat them in the winter, but to cool them on the hot summer days to, you know, in August, they're trying to trick the greens into thinking it's still June by cooling them off. So uh, what they've done here is pretty pretty remarkable. But, yeah, I, Morikawa, when this was an everybody laid up to the corner and it was an iron-hitting contest, well, he's going to win that. But if it's going to be windy and guys are missing greens, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be an emphasis on chipping. So maybe Kevin Kister, anybody who anybody can get up and down and putt in the wind – for two days is is going to be in the mix. And I don't think anybody is, even if you're not in the mix for two days, nobody's going to get that far ahead, I don't think. Uh, you'll be able to get back in if you can shoot a 67 or 66. You'll be able to jump back in. It's probably going to be a big mess of 30 guys who have a chance to win and will probably have a nine-man playoff or something. That'd be great. Yeah, it sure would be. And it um, brings to mind maybe uh, 
another Texan who likes to play in the wind, uh, Patrick Reed. Yeah, well, there's a guy who's one of, you know, I, not many guys chip it, and put, chip it and put it better than Patrick. So if he can, uh, he's been struggling with his long game. If he can get that together, he is also a great pick. But, boy, he hasn't, he hasn't shown a lot. Uh, you know, Ricky, Ricky Fowler's actually done a little bit better. He knows how to play in the wind. He gets it a little lower. Uh, this would be an incredible, you know, wouldn't it be something if after this big, long slump, he came back and, you know, had a chance to win a PGA in the state where he went to college. He'd be a, that would be a hugely popular well, win if he were to get there, but it would be hugely popular with people if he just got in the mix going into the weekend because he was to face the PGA Tour for a couple of years when Tiger was on the ropes and Phil wasn't doing anything. You remember a couple of years ago when the PGA Tour at the Players' Championship, they had their power pairings, and what was the top pairing? The three most popular guys on tour, Tiger, Phil, and Ricky Fowler. So he's fallen almost out of the top 150 in the world rankings, but everybody would love to see him get back get back to playing well. Well, I think everybody the last few days is tired of getting those questions thrown at them about a Phil's absence and b the LIV league. But I'll throw it to you and ask you, where do you stand? Well. I have mixed emotions on on one front. Seems like they're Tiger guys and Phil guys at this point. Yeah, I, I'm a you know, it's hard to defend where the money's coming from. But the point is this: basically, what Phil did was he was an employee of say Google, and Apple hired him away with you know 230 million dollar offer. So he's like, great. Well, before he left, he went back to uh, Apple and tried to recruit 20 of his co-workers to go with him to Google. Now, this is common practice. This is just business. You know, businesses steal talent from other companies all the time. And that's kind of what that's kind of what this is on a business level. The only difference being is, uh, you know, it's not Google. It's uh, the money's coming from Saudi Arabia where, you know, they have a repressive regime, and they killed a journalist. Well, Mexico, Mexico has killed like three journalists in the last couple of years. And I, do I need to get into China and say what they've done? I mean, they've enslaved a race of their own people, the Uyghurs, and uh, they unleashed the Wuhan virus on the world that's killed, what, so far, 30 million people? That's a little worse than what the Saudis have done. And everybody in the PJ Tour, the top players, they've all already gone over to Saudi Arabia to play the last five years. So... If it's blood money, everyone's already complicit. So is it is it worse to give China your money for half the stuff you own in your house and support them, or is it worse to take the Saudis' money and take it away from them? I don't know. But from a business standpoint, I mean, it's just a business play. But there's that wild card of, you know, Phil's ultimate sin was saying, well, these guys are murderous, they're bad people, but... We should still take their money because I want to, you know, overthrow the PGA Tour. So Tiger's right when he's – somebody said that, you know, players are mad at Phil because Tiger never tried to make himself bigger than the Tour, and he made everybody a lot of money, whereas Phil is trying to make himself bigger than the Tour and has taken money out of their pockets. 
So I understand why players are upset, but this this animosity by other people in the media toward Norman especially is, uh, you know, I'm not getting it. The PGA Tour doesn't have a birthright to run professional golf around the whole planet. Uh, this is a, just a competing business model. And, you know, you could say similar things about the former forming of the AFL, joining the NFL or the ABA. This was a rival rival league. Competition is good in the long run, but it's been muddied by this, where the money's coming from and politics and all that. So, look, they've, Saudi Arabia's already hosted soccer and women's golf and all kinds of things. I, I don't know. I don't know what makes this one so much worse, but I think once they start playing and handing out checks, $5 million checks to Ian Poulter being people, some of the PGA Tour players are going to go, hey, wait a minute, I can beat those guys. And it's going to be interesting to see if the, L- the LIV Tour can pull off a couple events and start handing out checks. It's going to be a difference maker for some of the guys on the Tour. But it's going to be fun to see what happens, but it's going to be, it's going to be a messy year, no question about that. It's not going to be a pleasant year for the PGA Tour. There's going to be lawyers involved. And uh, what was that Warren Zevon song? Send lawyers, guns, guns and, and money. money. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be one of those years. Not sure what kind of year it's going to be for Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, get your over-under, uh, Mr. Van Cynical, on... Bryson coming back too soon from this hand surgery? Only a month. And, boy, you know, I got a glimpse of that picture that he posted on his Instagram. And Yeah. Wow. That I, was almost, uh, I don't want to say gross, but it was like, wow, that's, uh, that's a lot of dry blood, a lot of scar tissue. So it was not pleasant. But it, it certainly got the message across how serious that hand injury was, how serious this injury was. So... You know, you would not think he would really be in shape to play well, but he's a different guy. So I I don't know if the rules – he's kind of like Tiger in the sense that I don't know if the rules apply to him. He's done some some other crazy things, and it's hard to – it's hard to count him out, but he would not be on my list of contenders this week. But it's funny because a year ago, a year and a half ago, he was the biggest name in golf. And now he's because of the injury and because he was not, didn't, didn't win for a little bit. I mean, he's totally forgotten for now. You know, and honestly, Scotty Scheffler, all we're talking about this week is Phil, Tiger, and the LIV. And Scotty Scheffler's won four times in the Masters. He's number one. Nobody's even talking about him this week. I mean, I wrote about him yesterday for today because that was my whole point. It's like, uh, this guy's got to be the overwhelming favorite. He's got a complete game, which is what you're going to need here. He's on a roll. He's playing great. His best golf looks better than everybody else. And we're talking about Tiger and Phil and the LIV Tour instead. So uh, I'm looking forward to the tournament starting so we can talk about who's winning this thing and who's losing it. And we can forget about Phil, who's not here, and and Greg Norman and his buddies and all the other stuff that's kind of political. Couldn't agree with you more. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and Scotty probably said it best when asked uh, if he felt any different when arriving on the range this week as the Masters champion. He said, no, Tiger's here. Nobody really remembers that I'm here, so it's all good. That's exactly true. Well, I asked kind of a semi-joke question. I thought I'd get a good answer, but I asked him, um, how long was it after Masters before somebody 
somebody said to you two words, Grand Slam, and, and who was it? And he, you know, how long something before somebody said, said Grand Slam? And he goes, said it to me? I go, yeah. He goes, no, he pointed at me, you go, you're it. Like, well, come on, nobody's mentioned this to you because you're the only guy who can win it. Like, well, yeah, but he goes, I'm only a fourth of the way there. I mean, he goes, I'm not thinking about that. I don't, you know, I'm not thinking about the British Open. I, I think about what I'm doing now. I, thinking about the next tournament doesn't help me now. So, and I said, oh, so clearly this, this clearly the Grand Slam's at the forefront of your mind. He's like, yeah, no. I don't, I'm not even thinking about the British. I'm thinking about, I live in the moment. So, I mean, he's mentally, he's got exactly the attitude a golfer should have. He's not going to be distracted by all this other stuff. He doesn't read stories about him. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to make up stories about me. Go ahead. I don't, you know, he didn't. None of that matters. You know, when he came home from Masters, you know what he did? He spent the next four days working on his backyard, taking up it. stuff and mowing and stuff. He didn't. He's not worried about keeping his game sharp. He knows he's got it. See, I can't be more impressed with Scotty Scheffler. His his trajectory is not just similar than Tiger's. True. It's not quite as dramatic, but it's it's very similar when you really look at it. And uh, somehow, despite all these wins, we aren't think nobody's going well. This is the next Tiger Woods. Well, there's not another Tiger Woods, but this guy might be the, the next guy for golf. And uh, we're right in the middle of it right now. And we're talking about Tiger and Phil here and not him. So that just helps him, takes the heat off of him. He, his comment that you mentioned is exactly right. So well, be interesting to see how he does. Being that I know you're a betting man, uh, <laughs> who is your rich strike pick, Gary Van Sickle? Who's the guy who's going to come from the back of the pack, the long shot, because we've seen it happen before at the PGA Championship, the one-hit wonders that have managed to win the Wanamaker Trophy. You got a couple on your radar? Well, yeah, I ran into one last night at another golf course. He's, uh, I think he's about 135 to 1. He played his college golf in Oklahoma. He got his first win last fall to get the Masters for the first time. Uh, so he played college golf here. He, he's an Oklahoma native. He knows about playing in the wind, which is going to be important this week. And he's got an unforgettable, although maybe not sexy name. His name is Taylor Gooch. And uh, just because of the wind, I mean, anybody who's used to playing. Well, look, the Irish guys. I mean, uh, well, Rory hates playing in the wind and, and the rain, but Shane Lowry is not a long shot. Um it's, it's a good choice. He's also a great chipper, good in the wind. So uh, he's not a long shot. So who else is a long shot? Well, Ricky Fowler. I mean, what's a long shot? Ricky Fowler's like eighty to one. I don't. I don't know. That I I jump on that. But um, but I, going back to the previous comment on the golf course, I, I think this course is different now, and I don't. I don't know that we're. I don't know that we're going to have a fluke winner. I think this is. This game is this course now, and the weather is going to. You're going to have to have an all-around game. You're going to have to be good in every facet of the game uh, to contend. And you know, if you were that, if you were good in every facet of the game, you wouldn't be. And also, ran you would have racked up a couple of wins. So, I, I think we'll probably have a name winner. But you know, how do you pick pick one? I mean, if it's a chipping and putting contest, you know, Jordan Speed goes to the top of the list. Well, you know, uh, I'm just looking at some 
news news crawl here at the PGA, and uh, we were just talking about Bryson. He has now withdrawn from the PGA. He has. Due to his hand, yeah, he's withdrawn. Uh, that means uh, Denny McCarthy is in the field, and he is one of the best putters on the tour. So you're talking about a long shot. These greens, these Perry Maxwell greens that Gil Hans restored and updated, uh, a good putter, that, that travels anywhere. So throw that in the mix if you really – I bet he's – I bet Danny McCarthy will be 250 or 300 to 1. I mean, you could bet two – you could have bet $2 on him and get a hell of a payday if he were to win. I'll say I wish you could see the entrance to the media center because you have to walk down this – you know, 80-foot hallway, and they've got, you know, partitions up, and they put these big murals or whatever up there, photos. It's got the last name of the player in big letters, and there's a color photo of the guy. Takes up about half of it, but the back, the whole the whole rest of the thing is a black and white picture of them holding the trophy or when they won. And they are really cool. There's Gary, I, I tweeted one of Gary Player earlier this morning when I walked in it. Gene, it's not everybody, but Sarazen, Nicholas Morikawa, Tiger, of course, Dave Stockton, Justin Thomas. It's a cool entrance. If you don't get a, at least one or two goosebumps walking and looking at those pictures, then you're not a real golf rider. Yeah, this is a great time for the PGA. The PGA Championship has never been better, and, and neither is Southern Hills. This, this golf course looks tremendous out there. I mean, I'm not... I, I can't tell you how much better this looks, place looks than it did in 2009 when I was here. It's, I'm really, uh, you know, I, this, this course is going to move up in the top 100 rankings when people see it. It really is a lot better after Gil Hansen and Jim Wagner did their thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what players are brought to their knees this week. As always, we appreciate your time. Gary Van Sickle from SI.com. Check out all his stories this week, SI.com. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you.